Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host. Today, I'm talking about gut health, kind of the why of why you should kind of focus on improving that and uh, make little changes to make big differences in your gut health and digestion. This is for people who are, you know don't have serious problems with your gut and digestion, but could definitely use an improvement. That was me at the start of 2022, and I spent some time focusing on it, saw some big differences, and I'm going to share today with you five things that you can change that are pretty easy to improve your gut. And, uh, Thank you guys for joining me for another episode. You can view the written version of this episode, which is already live on the StoltzFit site at stoltzfit.com slash blog. And if you have any questions on this topic or any others, you can reach out at stoltzfit.com slash contact. I'll include those in the description of the podcast so you can reference them and uh, follow the links. So let's get started with another one. Thank you for joining me, and uh, let's talk about the gut. All right, everybody, we are back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast, and I'm here today with my top five diet changes you can make to improve your gut health. Gut health is kind of this weird gray area in nutrition. A lot of it is because we have so much to learn. Every day, it seems like, every year for sure, a bunch of new research comes out relating the gut to many different problems, diseases, and things that you can definitely improve upon. Um, But then there's the other side of it, which is kind of more of a gimmicky side. And I've noticed this, especially uh, listening to other podcasts and people that have gut health experts on, people that write books and make money off of the subject, they kind of, you know, give bad nutrition information a lot of times. And their science seems, sometimes seems that it twists to their own agenda to sell their books or their method or what have you, saying things like, you know, carbs are bad, demonizing grains, things like that, that aren't necessarily true for everybody. And, you know, while they could make a difference in gut health, a lot of times it's um, kind of a, you know, it's a, grenade approach when just a sniper rifle is needed for lack of a better analogy it's not you know you're going to blow up the whole whole thing you know you're going to eliminate something completely and it might solve the problem but it really wasn't necessary to do that much you could have made simple changes and little ones and seen the same benefit but uh regardless it's this area we really don't know much about. The experts aren't putting out amazing information all the time. There are definitely a few that I trust, but a lot that I don't. And uh, but we do realize quite you know regularly how important it is and how the function of the gut can improve a lot of different areas of life. Now, without being too extreme, the question is: How do we improve the gut health? And is it really worth the trouble? What benefits are we going to see? Now, in t- 2022, one of my goals was to eat in a way that made me feel really good and improve digestion and performance kind of along with that focusing on micronutrients and gut health um and i've noticed some things i've definitely uh i've definitely seen improvements especially in sleep and i want to start there because i kind of think a lot of the other benefits i've seen are related to that it's pretty hard to nail down one specific cause of a benefit you see, right? Because 
Like for example, in this case, improving digestion and micronutrient intake seems to have helped my sleep. That could be, um, but I've noticed better recovery from training. I've noticed better training and I think better muscle building, but those things could all be also related to the sleep. So it's probably not a direct cause from the gut health. It could just be a roundabout thing that's helping because, you know, I have more energy and sleeping better and those things are related in and of themselves. So, um, definitely playing a role, but my conclusion now that it's May is that the focus on micronutrients and digestion was worth it and that a lot of people could definitely benefit from doing that. So the benefits uh, really are more subjective. It's going to be how you feel. And I think that does make a big difference. You know, just simply not having your stomach hurt or feeling bloated or weighed down or anything makes a big difference in how you train, move, how much energy you have, and how you sleep and recover. So I have five simple fixes that I want to give you today that I have implemented and I think are are easy ones. So these are for people who don't have too serious of a problem. If you do have a serious gut issue, you should see a specialist or an expert on it if you actually have some kind of condition where you have a lot of intolerances, allergies, and things like that. This is for someone who doesn't really experience that but does notice some digestive problems, gastric distress, or uh, you just want to try seeing if improving your gut could improve your health and energy. The first one is to just eat fewer calories. This is kind of for the muscle gain crowd out there, people who want to bulk and eat a lot of calories to gain muscle and perform well. If that's you or even if you're not tracking your intake and you don't know what you're eating, It might be a good idea to lower calories a little bit. I noticed that any of gastric issues or gut problems that arise typically do so when calories are higher and they're a lot worse. Things like vegetables, beans, grains, um, you know, things like that, I suppose, typically are 10 times worse if calories are in a surplus and a big surplus makes it even worse than that. Um, excess food can cause its own problems. So if you're trying to gain muscle or perform well, somewhere around maintenance or a little above is probably better for gut health and digestion. And uh, even some time in a deficit might be okay. Even if you're trying to gain muscle, a week here and there is going to be beneficial for you. Um, It can go a long way in how you feel uh, just to include some low calorie days or weeks here and there. And if you are And fat loss doesn't really apply to you if you're trying to lose weight, but uh, for those who aren't, it's good to lower calories once in a while. And the next thing you can do, number two, is related to it because it's kind of related to calorie amounts, but not on a day scale, instead on a meal per meal scale. Um, I've noticed, I used to think that uh, fasting and taking some time off of eating would probably help digestion and gut health just because of... uh, giving it a break, right? It kind of makes sense if you think about it. You're not working it all the time. That can be a little true, but really the negative part comes that when you fast, you have to eat bigger meals uh, because you're eating fewer times per day. It's kind of this uh, step-by-step thing that occurs. So I really noticed that more gut health improvements come from smaller meals and eating more of them per day, just keeping the total amount of calories in your belly down throughout the day. Uh, so 
This is especially important and noticeable again when calories are on the high side because if you have 3,000 calories to eat, two meals is going to be quite big meals. If you only have 1,200 calories, it's not going to be that big a deal if you eat two or three times. So more meals as calories get higher typically is going to help and uh, especially pay special attention to the calories you're eating before bed. If you struggle with sleep or uh, digestion and gut health, try eating smaller meals before bed and uh, maybe stopping a couple hours before you go to sleep as well. Number three is going to be um, artificial sweeteners. Be mindful of how many of those you're including in your diet and consuming because, you know, science really shows that artificial sweeteners do not have harmful effects on body composition, fat loss, muscle gain, you know, or anything related to the body or mind. And even if they did, it would be on such a high dosage that, we would never really get there, but there are some little studies that do show some kind of effect on gut health. Typically, you know, those are petri dish studies uh, or mice studies where it's pretty hard to make the jump over to humans. So nothing to really be concerned about, but I'm suspicious enough and have worked with enough people that complain of gut problems when they have a lot of protein powder, protein bars, even zero calorie drinks and products. Um, it's enough to try eliminating it or reducing it and see if that improves more of an experiment you can do on yourself. I tend to think most people, it probably won't be an issue unless you're consuming a ton. Um, but try reducing things that have artificial sweeteners and see if it makes a difference. For me, it doesn't really make a difference. It's actually more related to fiber, like in things like protein bars, but, uh, it's worth a try. Uh, just to see if you feel better without them because I've worked with enough people that uh, do have a problem that it warrants trying. Number four is to drink more water. This one's pretty simple. Um, I think that pretty much everybody could be drinking more water and it's pretty rare that someone drinks too much. Don't come across that very often. Drink, you know, a gallon or so of water a day, even more than that sometimes like in the summer. Uh, the point you know, it isn't to nail down that specific amount, but it's just to drink water constantly all the time. Hydrate yourself, stay hydrated. Your recovery will thank you. Your sleep will thank you and your digestion and gut health will as well. That one's easy. And the last one is kind of a uh, strange one, you know, because I do really promote micronutrients and vegetables and fruit, but I think you need to be very watchful of vegetables in your diet and, uh, be watchful of the effects they have on your gut because some vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, uh, cabbage, even some things like carrots, tomatoes, people can have intolerances to and can cause some gastric distress as well, especially in the broccoli, cauliflower, and cabbage, the cruciferous vegetables. Um, you will probably have to do an experiment on yourself because I can't say to stay away from some vegetables, include some vegetables or anything Follow some sort of elimination diet where you stick to two or three vegetables, eat those, see how you feel, take them out, put new ones in, see how you feel, and you'll probably find that some of them you could easily cross off and just avoid those from there on, right? And uh, I guess in general, don't eat huge amounts of vegetables. That could definitely cause problems like massive salads or massive amounts of steamed vegetables. It's good for you but maybe get a little bit more nutrients for things like berries, potatoes, um, sweet potatoes and meats, and then include vegetables for some variety in your nutrients, but don't just slam bagfuls of vegetables uh, to fill you up and keep your stomach full. 
um, it is uh, going to kind of cause two problems. One in the meal size per meal that I mentioned before, and then another just because of the high amounts of fiber and micronutrients you're going to be taking in. Intolerances are a very real thing, and you might find you have intolerances to some vegetables that are healthy, and you might just need to avoid those just so you feel better. So there you go, five fixes in a quick little 15-minute episode or 10-minute episode, five things for you to try out and see how it improves your energy, sleep, and overall health and well-being. It's a long process, and it's kind of a self-experimental process, but it's one that's, on my end at least, shown to be worth the effort. I think that it has really improved day-to-day life without a lot of effort. It doesn't require eliminating whole food groups, avoiding sugar, carbs, grains. I, th- I think that's all a little extreme. You can make little tweaks and changes and try a little elimination diets here and there that make it way easier on you and still allow you to see what you need to do to live a better life. So that's it for today. Again, written episode is on stoltzfit.com slash blog. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I'm Jordan, your host. Talk to you next time. Thank you.